Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I was in the square yesterday. Now, I wasn't going to pennies like everyone else, but I was actually going into a shop to get some wine glasses. Uh, I couldn't because it was all Halloween mugs, masks, pumpkins, all this other sort of tat that was in the store instead. And of course, this is only now with a month to go before the big day. So do you think Halloween has become too commercialised or do you fully celebrate it? You can text us 53106. I have to put my cards on the table. I've been waiting to vent about this for some time because I cannot stand Halloween. I hated it as a child. Uh, my mother had to force me to put on the uh, costume and go out trick-or-treating. I hated it when I was a teenager because everyone seemed to be going out sitting at bonfires and drinking. I had no interest in it. And I absolutely hate it as an adult as well. Uh, I hate the fireworks. Terrified of fireworks. Hate the noise of them. Can't stand bangers. Hate trick-or-treating. Definitely don't buy in any sweets for the children. The lights are turned off. Now, they're not turned off because the cost of living... Well, they are turned off to try and save money, but also they're turned off because I don't want anyone calling to the door. So if the neighbours are listening, don't bother because I certainly won't be answering or I may not even be there. Absolutely no interest in Halloween. I don't even like Halloween movies and controversially I actually don't even think Halloween should be a public holiday because I think it just gives people the excuse to go absolutely crazy and also what other holiday public holiday terrifies animals terrifies some people who live on their own what other holiday sees us turn you know collectively we all seem to turn a blind eye to fireworks and illegal activity going on Uh, And what other holiday do we hear of children, literally every year we hear of this, children burning themselves, getting into danger with fireworks, having life-changing injuries inflicted on them. So I'm saying Halloween shouldn't even be a public holiday. It's far too commercialised, but I'm conscious I'm probably alone. So I'd love to hear from you. You can text us 53106 or phone us 1-800-453-106. Do you agree with me? Do you absolutely hate Halloween? Or do some of us need a personality transport plant and we should uh, love Halloween? And also, do you think it's too commercialised? If you remember years ago, you threw on a black bag and pretended you were a witch. Now it's all these uh, very expensive costumes that are for sale. And people have themed parties now. It used to be you bob your head for apples or for coins, which I think you used to put in your mouth, which really isn't hygienic. But anyway, now it's all these elaborate uh, games that are played for Halloween. Is it all good fun? Or sure, should it, like me, if you shared that view, it should it be gotten rid of, you can email us lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Now, I'll take a breath. I felt good to take that off my chest, get it off my chest. Barbara got in touch with us. Can you convince me, please, Barbara, you're in Dublin, why I should love Halloween after all of those horrible things I think about it? (laughs) Well, I'm actually with you on the fireworks and the bonfires. I have to say, I hate them too. I have four cats. They freak out. Um, but um, I also agree with you on the over-commercialization of Halloween because Halloween is an imported holiday which we originally exported. Um, Originally it was Samhain. It was a night where there was... um, We respected the ancestors. We remembered our dead. Um, We still have that in the church with also All Souls on the next day, or is it All Saints? I always get confused. But it's All Saints and All Souls on the next day, which is Mm. kind of remembering your ancestors and remembering your loved ones who have passed on. 
The other thing about Samhain, it's a very, very, it's, it's a very ancient holiday or, or a very ancient day. It's not so much a holiday, but it's um, an ancient festival that our ancestors long before Christianity ever met these shores celebrated. And it was the end of the final harvest. The first harvest happens at Lunasa. The second harvest happens just coming up to um, the equinox. And the third harvest is Samhain. And that is grain, fruit, meat. And it's where they slaughtered the animals that they didn't, they couldn't overwinter. And they preserved them. And then um, they had a feast Mm. So it was all about the celebration. Right. Can I the stop you there, Barbara, and just say you seem to know a lot more about Halloween than just trick or treating and fireworks. So what's your interest in it or Samhain, as um, you call it? Yeah, well, I'm a practicing witch. So it's a, it, it is one of our eight Sabbaths that we celebrate and we celebrate it on the level of the ancestors and our beloved dead. And <clears throat> we also acknowledge the other world. So um, there was a really interesting article in the journal recently about somebody who got pixie led in a forest and she actually just went into this space and somehow managed to walk 10,000 steps without knowing where she was going until she came back to the two trees after she had put her jumper on inside out because she'd heard that that was the way that she confused the fairies. And it sounds ridiculous. Uh, You know, it, it, it really does sound ridiculous. But when you've experienced the other world, you know that actually it wasn't. Right. So, you know, in in my practice, I would definitely be laying out the dead, dead the dumb supper for our beloved ones, and then I would give it as an offering. Dumb supper is an extra meal placed at the table on Halloween night, um, and then I would go with my coven, and we would have a ritual to remember our beloved dead and to thank our ancestors for the guidance they have given us. And then we would have a small feast in celebration of that. I'm going to park Halloween for a second because I'm far more interested in you saying you're a practising witch than anything else on the show today. (laughs) How did you get into that and what do you do when you're a practising witch? Oh, how did I get into that? That's a long time ago. Um, It was back in the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, I happened to meet some witches and I had read some, you know, read a bit about it. And I got more and more involved with it as a result of my reading, because it was for me, it was a calling home. It made sense to me. It combined the cycle of the year and nature and how it worked. It um, combined the duality of deity, which I really liked. In other words, God and goddess as opposed to just God. So all of that was incredibly, it it felt right. That's the only way I can Mm. describe it. It felt right to me. And you're totally serious about this. This isn't, do you find people make a joke of you when you say I'm a witch? Not anymore. (laughs) Um, are they, no, are they maybe afraid you'll put I, a spell on them or something? Um, they don't actually say anything, really. I mean, I, it's not something I go advertising, like, you know, put the do- put the sign on the door, the witch is in. Um, you know, it's my practice. It's what I do. Mm. Um, I mean, throughout Ireland, there are so many witches and pagans for whom Samhain and the other eight habits are incredibly important. You yeah. know, these are... 
the cycles of life. And it's, it, as I say, it's not confined to witchcraft. Yeah. It spreads into the wider community. Um, you know, there are different people with different practices, but we have a commonality in that we're pagan and that we um, revere the cycle of nature mm. and the cycle so, of the year. But when you... Obviously, I can hear it in your voice. You're deeply committed to this and you, you clearly absolutely believe in it. And you, you tell us all of the traditions and rituals. How do you feel when you see the way Halloween is treated now in the shops? <clears throat> well, I don't see it as actually having anything to do with Samhain. Um, I, I know the roots of it actually come from Samhain. The whole dressing up thing came from disguising your children lest the fairies steal them away. Um, but you know, I actually, I'm, I, there are lots of things I don't like, Mm. right? I don't like the incessant plasticity of it. I hate those fake spider webs that people put on their hedges. One, because they're non-biodegradable and two, because they trap birds and insects and they actually destroy wildlife and people leave them up and they don't bother to take them down and they're a mess. Three, the plasticity of it where people buy stuff time and time again. Now, I decorate my house for the kiddies. I love it. I love the kids coming round. Um, and I put on my witch's hat and my long dress and, and I'm a total stereotype and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> you know, stay with for Halloween. Stay with us, Barbara. Well, We've another pagan on the line as well. Barry in Dublin. Barry, you got in touch with us uh, here on Lunchtime Live. Are you going to convince me that I should actually like Halloween? None of my business whether you like it or not, sir. Um, Lady Barbara has said more or less everything that any pagan would say. Oh, by the way, I'm in Cork, not in Dublin. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Very offensive line. Apologies. Uh, You're in Cork. (laughs) No, not not at all. Not at all. Up the rebels and all that. Mm. You know, um, my issue with it is, in a way, if you look at Christmas, Christmas, the red and black. That was in the red and red and white was invented by the Coca-Cola company for Santa. And yeah, Santa wore traditionally green and white and was a, a, an earth spirit, not 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 a, not a, a Christian saint. Uh, so to Halloween, this orange and black Americanism that has overtaken us uh, as a child. I grew up in the Isle of Man, and kids used to go, if they call it Hop June A, which translated into the English means tonight's the night. And kids would go out and take turnip lanterns around and sing the Hop June A song, which was a, either in Manx or in English, depending on which part of the island they were in. Now, where I would differ from Lady Barbara is that although I come from a witch tradition and a Wiccan tradition, as she will know, I know her very well, um, I would now describe myself in my 70s as a non-religious pagan, in that I would revere nature in all its beautiful completeness, rather than specific gods and goddesses. Yeah. So on Uh, on Halloween, do you celebrate it? Do you like the idea of the trick-or-treating going on, the fireworks exploding over the skies? Local kids come round. We have apples and fruit and whatever, and we do that. Fireworks and bonfires. I love a bonfire, but, you know, the fireworks are, are, are illegal for one thing. 
and thoughtless for animals who are terrified of them, you know. We would do much the same as Barbara would do, that when we do our meal on on Samhain evening, we would would, uh, set aside a place. This being that as a pagan point of view is that we are the current manifestation of our ancestral spirit. Mm. Okay, well, stay, stay on the line, Barry. I'm. I have to say, I'm. You're winning me round when you talk about a big feast because I do like the idea of this on Halloween because that doesn't really happen at the moment unless it's the trick or treating. But I still have huge reservations about Halloween and the fireworks and the trick-or-treating and just the way people tend to take leave of their senses on October 31st. Emer is on the line. Emer, you host a horror podcast, which I'm never going to be a guest on, as you can probably hear. Um, you must be pro-Halloween. Will you convince me that it should be a public holiday and that I should actually like this horrible, horrible day? <laughs> well, I mean, you're in the right mood if you're calling it horrible. I mean, horror, horrible. You're, you're on the right track. Um, I now I kind of would agree. I suppose with your other guest a bit. I'm not safe for like the decorations part. I kind of find like people would love the excuse of doing fireworks. You'll get fireworks in years, so it is a terrible time for animals. I'm not going to lie, but I do feel like as if there's a great spirit in there. I think especially in Ireland, as we say, it originated in Ireland. It has a strong Celtic roots, and um, and so I just find that I feel like. I know we're getting the dead, the American, the mm. um, all that kind of the the tricks and as they were saying, the plastics and that sort of stuff uh, for decorating. Now I also it's brilliant for the kids to have, but I wonder if there could be a way where we could start bringing in maybe even in schools and not bringing back in the Celtic tradition so that they know why we'd have either food outside the front of the house, like where we'd have the the basket of treats. It's not just for the trick or treaters, but that was originating from the food as well as a, a table an extra seat at the table. We'd also have the extra food outside for the spirits. Yeah. It used to be that the only time we'd have a decoration would be a candle in the window to guide our, our families our family members who pass back to the house. Okay. So hey, you're changing like, my mind. You are changing. I like the idea of this big feast. But what do you find so enjoyable about scaring yourself? Well, it all stems back to even as a child. I grew up where I grew up. There was a uh, Protestant cemetery in my kind of clothes one in my back. Well, not my back garden, but there was a, a town hall and then the cemetery is there. So I always loved the idea of kind of ghosts, and which I'd never got to see <laughs> as much as I tried. But I just love the idea of kind of the adrenaline rush. The, it's kind of like being on a roller coaster of emotions when you're watching the film. And I love that from a child. And I got a great experience. My friend, one of my best friends, her birthday was on Halloween. So from a younger age, like 9, 10, 11, we started watching kind of scary movies for her birthday. So it's the films for me kind of just the whole build up to it I'd, it's it's a great excuse for me to watch as many horror or spooky films yeah. as I like and there are different varying levels of them that you can dip your toe into um, and, and that's just for me like you know it could be scary stories uh, or anything like that right. or around a bonfire or anything or even just a small fire you know in a back garden is that one you know and just kind of set the atmosphere mm. yourself it doesn't necessarily have to be outside with people but it's to me it's a time of year, it's all wrapped up and then you're going outside and you're meeting people and you're seeing all the kids in their lovely costumes. It doesn't have to be the Americanized OTT version for me, yeah. but also okay. at the same time, subtle bits around the house. You know, maybe if you like something out of a horror movie, you could have a few decorations around the house. I'd be more indoor decorations than yeah. outdoor so that would I you say, appreciate it. Would you say, Emer, it's your favourite holiday over Easter or Christmas or anything like yeah, that? Close side to Christmas. 
I do love Christmas. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, for me, Halloween, I think, is it's a different feeling. Yes. It's, uh, and, and just because I do enjoy it, and I watch horror movies all throughout the year. And as myself, my friend, when we do on our podcast is we look into, we've been doing it for just shy of three years, or just over two years, sorry. And we, each Halloween, we were kind of looking into the origins of it. And the last year we did like the whole Celtic side to it. And we'd look into myth and folklore. So it's kind of, I'd get into all elements of not just, not just horror movies, but I'm interested into the different avenues of how people can spook themselves and, yeah. and softer versions for people who aren't really major fans of it. There are all levels out there, I have to say, and that's why it ties in so well for me with Halloween is that you get more of an interest in it, you have conversations about it and you can kind of give people tips or, oh, I recommend this or something else, you know? I'll never understand you people, but okay, very good. Um, your <laughs> podcast, by the way, is Because You Were Home. If you want to look it up, thank you, Emer. David got in touch with us. And by the way, you can email us as well. If you're in front of your computer or on your tablet or whatever, email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. David, you heard my rant about Halloween and what a horrible, awful day it is. What do you think we need to do with Halloween? Um, well, I suppose your your issues with it seem to... Seem, uh, there are parts of Halloween that, I suppose, come from other sort of fets. So I suppose you have Guy Fawkes night. I think that's primarily responsible for the, a lot of the bonfires and the, the fireworks. And I think I think, I think they, having them in Halloween was kind of hijacked from that. That's one thing, I suppose. And I mean, the the trick-or-treating, the longer it goes on, the more and more closer to America, the more it gets. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of you are blaming America. Maybe that's the problem <laughs> is, is with Halloween. And maybe we should go back to the old traditions. I know when you got in Absolutely. touch with us, you were saying we should look at a curfew. <laughs> that was more of a joke, really. Um, I mean, my understanding um, from what I've read is that the back in ancient times, um, for, for probably pre-Christian, it was regarded the time that the ancient gods would have stepped out and roamed the earth. So basically at night time, um, I would imagine people just stayed indoors. So, yeah, an idea, okay. uh, curfew at... Um, Halloween curb all the bonfires, but uh, well, good idea. <laughs> we might all be staying in to try I and think save you money. Might be in agreement with that. Yeah? <laughs> okay, I would indeed, David. Thank you very much, Barbara, the witch, if I can call you that. If you don't mind, you're very proud of it. <laughs> if I was to come to your house for this big Halloween feast, because this is the bit we're all starting to like, what would you be putting up on offer? Well, what do you like? Everything, but what would you normally have on October thirty first? Well, normally, because you know, we would actually be outdoors and seated around. It would be something easy to transport from the kitchen. So it would probably be something like sausages and, you know, rolls and ham and chicken and cheese and crackers and biscuits and brownies and lots of things. Okay, I'm there. Whatever anybody brings. I'm there. Book me in. Thank you very much. Um, Lots of you getting in touch and we continue to hear your stories about Halloween if you're like me and you absolutely hate it. You don't even think it should be a public holiday or you absolutely love Halloween and you don't think it's commercialised enough. You can text us 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or tweet at Lunchtime Live NT. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.